How about that generic music? <laughs> God love it. Jared Atkins coming to you remote, mobile, and live. Uh, let's start calling these the uh, Laundromat Chronicles, man, because I do this every once in a while when I'm at the laundromat. Uh, like I said, I got my earbuds in, and as I stated before, with uh, the podcast hosting that we have, it's got a uh, mobile feature where you can record up to a 90-minute episode on your phone, just uh, earbuds, or I guess you don't even have to have earbuds, <clears throat> but uh, I just figured I'd shoot the shit, man, I am amped up, uh, this might be dominated by uh, pro wrestling, last night was night one of the National Wrestling Alliance's two-night pay-per-view extravaganza Crockett Cup, and uh, dude, I was super stoked. Um, the NWA, for all intents and purposes, has pretty much been a non-factor in professional wrestling, with the exception of the early days of TNA, which used to be called NWA TNA back in 02. For the most part, uh, since uh, Jim Crockett promotion sold out to Ted Turner, and what became WCW, World Championship Wrestling, the NWA kind of much phased out in the 80s. Uh, you know, there was still an umbrella brand of the National Wrestling Alliance, without a question. There was still an umbrella brand. Uh, there was many promotions underneath that umbrella, and like I said, TNA was the only one, you know, to pretty much rise up, and then they ended their partnership and went on to become TNA, and now, of course, it's Impact Wrestling. Uh, but, um, anyways, uh, in 2016, 2017 East, uh, Billy Corgan, the lead singer songwriter of the Smashing Pumpkins purchased the NWA brand and, uh, completely gutted it and, uh, remarketed. It's got a real old school 1970s, 1980s TV vibe and, uh, I didn't really, I checked out a little bit here or there throughout the years, but I really didn't hop on the NWA brand until about six months ago. And I've kind of become the NWA guy, I think, for uh, Bodyslam.net, where I contribute a lot about a, a lot of wrestling stuff to articles and news and op eds and everything. Check them out on Facebook or Twitter, Bodyslam.net. But, uh, anyways, uh, last night, Corgan uh, delivered night one of the Crockett Cup. Man, and it was it was a great show. For those that don't know, Crockett Cup was something that was started in the '80s as a by Jim Crockett Jr. and David Crockett as a memorial to their father, Jim Crockett Sr. It's just basically like a tag team tournament invitational, um, and that's what it is this year. There was uh, there was 20 teams, 16 seeds. They had a 14 play in for the 16 seed, and. Uh, so far, it's been pretty good. Uh, the leading, in my opinion, and I've done brackets. I mean, here we are in March Madness, but I've done a Crockett Cup brackets too. Bracket time. I love brackets. And uh, the the number one overall seed is the reigning, defending NWA World Tag Team Champions, Law Rebellion, uh, Mecca Wolf and Bestia Say Say Say. And uh, man, they came out to the ring last night in a cool garb. You know, mirroring what the uh, death metal band Ghosts did for their music video Searsay, which is an awesome music video, by the way, if you're into Dark Lord type music. But uh, what was really cool about this, probably to me, probably the coolest moment of the tournament last night, without a doubt, was seeing 
the World Tag Team Champions, Law Rebellion, coming out with the current tag team titles, but they also came out with the original, which the Crockett family still has in their possession, come out with the original NWA World Tag Team Championship belts. So they were carrying their current belts, plus a throwback to, and I love homages, I love callbacks, baby, love it, fucking love it, love it, love it. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's still real to me, damn it. For those of you that don't know what that means, you want a few minutes of laughter, don't matter if you're a wrestling fan or not, you'll get laughter out of this. You go to YouTube, you type in pro wrestling, type in it's still real to me, damn it. 2007, Q&A, convention, a guy breaks down crying, thanking all these legends. It's still real to me, damn it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I could go on and ramble about the entire pay-per-view about night one. Night two is tonight. Pre-show starts at 7 p.m. Pay-per-view kicks off at 8 p.m. It'll run 8 to 11. Uh, run to about midnight after the pre-show wrap-up. I'm all down for it. I'm game for it. I could run it all down here. It's kind of just like I just, just want to talk about it a little bit. But I think we're going to do a uh, – I think tomorrow night. I don't know about tonight. I think tomorrow night we're going to do a Bodyslam.net coverage. Or we've talked about it. So, so there's that. Um but yeah, hell of a pay-per-view. Every championship in the company is on the line tonight for night two. Plus the, we were down to the final four, which by the way, my bracket, I'm three for four on the final four in my uh, Crockett Cup bracket. Thanks to some shenanigans and haberdashery. Uh, kind of screwed up. But for the most part, I'm three out of four on the final four. So those, you know, so we'll have three matches there for the Crockett Cup with the winner getting the Croc Cup, and then we'll have the, the Women's World Championship on the line, the National Championship on the line, Television Championship on the line, Junior Heavyweight Championship on the line, Women's Tag Team Titles on the line, and of course, the be-all, end-all, which uh, I'm going to, before I wrap up this wrestling part, or however long, whatever this episode is, before we wrap up that, I want to talk about uh, the main event of Crockett Cup tonight for the 10 pounds of gold the NWA World Heavyweight Championship belt. The belt that was made fucking famous. I was born in 1987. As everybody knows, I'm a student of professional wrestling. The history of it. The, this belt was made famous. Cradled in the ever-loving arms around the beautiful chiseled waist of guys like Ric Flair, Terry Funk, Harley Race, Jack Briscoe. The list goes on and on. Uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett, Nature Boy, Rick Flyer said him, didn't I? Shit. Uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Didn't Ronnie Garvin have a stint with that belt, if I'm not mistaken? Didn't Ronnie Garvin hold that momentarily? Or might, that might have been the Vegas big goal or the, the big gold. Anyways, the reigning champion, always ready, Matt Cardona. For those of you who don't know who Matt Cardona is, you might remember him from World Wrestling Entertainment where he competed under the name of Zack Ryder. The greatest thing to happen to this man was him being released from his WWE contract. Uh, he got cut in April due to the quarantine budget cuts, COVID, and uh, this dude is drawing every fucking where he go. You know, there's, there's some points in pro wrestling when you look at guys that get released from a contract with one organization and go compete for another organization where there's guys like 
damn, I really wish we would have kept him. I guarantee you at some point with, with, with Cardona being the talk of pro wrestling right now, Vince McMahon is sitting up in his office with that sleazy douchebag, douchebag, God, I wish he would hear this. If he does hear, I'll say it to your face, Nick Khan, you are a douchebag. You're a glad-hungry yes, man. You're a douchebag. God, I hate you. God, I hate your guts, Nick Khan. Hate your guts. Uh, Vince sent over Nick Khan, and Nick Khan himself is like, yeah, Vince, I probably shouldn't have done that one. Vince goes, yeah. God damn it, pal. You think so? Anyways, Cardone is over like, like, like gangbusters. Everything he touches in professional wrestling right now is golden. The guy's running around with the NWA world title. He, I believe he's holding the Impact Digital Media Championship. He's holding the world championship for uh, a couple other promotions on the indie scene. Of course, he's got his internet championship, which really made him famous. You know, he created the internet. Title. Anyways, uh, everything he touches is golden. Guys love to hate. He, he is working as he, he is on another level as a heel as a bad guy in this business right now. I haven't seen something like this in a long time. I get super excited talking about it. Everything he touches is gold. People love to ha- people love to hate people he's associated with. They've got a turn they've got a team in the final four tonight at the Crockett Cup called the Cardonas, which is Big Mike Knox, who wrestled for WWE, and VSK, who is Cardona's one of Cardona's best friends from childhood. They they're, they're heat magnets by association. They're calling themselves the fucking Cardonas. And I, I just love it. I love it. I have been... This is the year of Matt Cardona. Like, the, not only that, this is the year of 2022. I put a hashtag on Facebook. I put a hashtag on, on Twitter. Uh, it's starting to pick up a little steam on Twitter. I haven't really used it a whole lot on Facebook. It's hashtag 2022, the year of pro wrestling. And that's what it is. This is the year of pro wrestling. You know, we're so far in the future. We're in an advanced era where we have to be sensitive, where we have to pander to people, where you can't be who you really are, and maybe that's a good thing. But but whatever else, wrestling is all PG, cute, friendly right now. There's no blood. There's no guts in the WWE. There is in the independent scene. There isn't, goddamn, there isn't GCW Game Change Wrestling. But, ah, lost my train of thought. I got so excited. It's just, uh, this is the year of pro wrestling. This is the year of independent wrestling. This is the year of everything in general. This is a phenomenal year for the business. We're two years still going through this pandemic. I won't say we're through it. I don't know if we'll ever be through it. But where we are at right now, it's simply amazing. It's an amazing thing to behold. And uh, can't wait for Crockett Cup tonight, night two. So uh, I don't want to talk a whole lot about it because, like I said, uh, I'm under the impression that we are going to do we are going to do a second or a uh, post show review tomorrow night or in the following days of Crockett Cup. So uh, something else I want to talk about um, March Madness. What what about March Madness? My God, you know I know the games didn't tip off till Thursday. Let me tell you about what I was going to do. Uh, so going back to 2009, 2010-ish when I started with Pocket and I was on the night shift and the set, I always had to work during the tournament, during the first few days of the tournament. Even if I was working night shift, I'd be too busy sleeping during the day, 
Uh, then when I finally got the day shift, I'd listen to games on the radio or I'd stream them on iHeartRadio, finding local affiliates of where these schools were from. And I had decided that last year that I was going to take vacation for the first week of March Madness and then the kids has got spring break the next week. And COVID screwed me because I got COVID in January and I wiped out uh, a week plus a day of my vacation for that. So next year, come hell or high water, I will do the same thing. I will take. But anyways, uh, got to watch some games Friday. Got to watch a little bit of games last night. My eight-year-old, she, well, I mean, she turned eight today, my middle one. So um, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of games last night I watched a little bit yesterday and then last night was Crockett Cup and I wasn't about to be moved from that so and then today we celebrated her birthday a little more so I didn't get to watch any of that but uh how about these brackets baby who's in good shape out there uh I'm not I never am it's just fun do brackets So at any rate, though, um, uh, how's everybody doing? Beautiful Sunday afternoon outside. I'm ready to start the uh, next chapter here. Uh, my dad, who's uh, I've worked with for the last 26 months, my dad has uh, resigned from his position as a supervisor at the production facility we work at, the factory. He starts a new career tomorrow. I'm almost 35. My dad's been at this place 32, 33 years altogether, a lot of time in. But he's, you know, 54 years old now. He's getting ready to settle in for the last 10, 15 years of his working career. So uh, it'll be weird not seeing him. All I wanted to do as a kid was work side by side with him. And uh, although he wasn't my supervisor, he worked in the next door departments. Uh, It's going to be weird not seeing him there. I will get his comfy parking spot, though, if I can beat somebody in there. Dad always had this coveted parking spot. I got to get in there early in the morning so I can covet it. <laughs> Anyways, no, there, one other thing I want to talk about, and a lot of time, a lot of times, why I've been doing this at the laundromat is it's just me getting thoughts out that are cluttered in my head, and I don't know what else to do with them, so I just put them out here, and people listen to them. They get downloads. I don't know why, but uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, I've been looking a little bit about my financial future here. I've been really getting into uh, watching videos on uh, retirement plans and everything lately. And You guys got your retirement plan set up? I had one set up at 10 years I spent at Wapaka, and then, uh, you know, not so much anymore. I never started one where I'm at now, and I've been there two years because I didn't think I'd be here two years. But now I'm kind of settling into the way things are going there. The insurance is cheap. Per my divorce, I have to keep the insurance on three kids. For three kids, plus me, vision, dental, health, and supplemental life insurance on all of us with a $2,000 or $2,500 deductible, which ain't bad. I pay like 36 bucks a week, and it's good insurance. So that's the thing that keeps there. They've, uh, and I didn't start a retirement plan when I started there because they didn't company match. They used two years ago. Now this year they're, they're going to be reevaluating their, uh, company retirement plans. 
and starting this year, this first year, they're going to match 1% of what you put in, which ain't a lot, but it's a start compared to not matching. So I decided I finally needed to get a little something going, so I've set that up. I've started taking in $20 out of my uh, checking every week, which is only $20. I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I'm barely getting by. Everybody knows the story. Hashtag trust Paul Jesus taking my life back this year. But I started taking $20 a week out of my check as soon as it hits there and putting it in a savings account. I've been thinking about putting it into a Roth IRA account uh, to see it grow a little bit. But I need to talk to somebody out there that's a real financial whiz. I need to get with somebody. I need to get in the stock market. I used to hold stock years ago in Kimball, and I pulled it out, made a little bit of money on it, but I shouldn't have done that. But I really need to... uh, really want to start getting invested i'm i'm really you know i'm looking at a bunch of penny stocks and stuff with uh cannabis and marijuana and that uh, i ain't never fucked with weed on any level financial or recreational anything but i'm telling you right now there is millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to be made in marijuana and cannabis and cbd and all the related stuff that goes with it like, I mean, you could get paid. I mean, paid. Uh, you just got to get in at the, right, at the right time. Everybody's involved in Bitcoin. I don't know shit about Bitcoin. Um, so, I don't know. But other than that, I don't really have a lot going on. Not much to say. This is a bonus episode. Just me. I'm, I'm going to start calling these when I do these because I... Because I've done this now twice at the laundromat. I'm going to start calling these the laundromat chronicles or the laundromat ramblings. The wash load, wishy-washy thoughts. I don't know, something stupid. Maybe I'll put a spin on it, try to make a couple of letters match up or something. I'm past the point of being embarrassed when I record. For the longest time when we started this podcast, especially if I do solo episodes by myself... I'd be embarrassed of making myself look like an idiot till I realized I'd do a damn fine job of making myself look like an idiot regardless. So, shit, man. Hit record, run tape. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I really do like our podcast hosting with Podbean, you know, because it's got this neat little thing right here. I can do it right here on my phone. You know what I'm saying? I've said it before. And you can run an hour and a half long episode right here on your phone, and you can still do all the sound effects, and you can add music stuff in like that they're all stock options but I have a lot of fun with it me and Kurt just did another little brief episode uh, Friday morning this week uh, I've neglected notes for almost a month now I've just been so busy with other shit I've got to hit the I got to hit the books hard because uh, this week Friday well I can't Friday kids are on spring break i'm gonna pick them up thursday afternoon after i get off work uh saturday night i have plans with my with my homeboy my bestie so probably sunday afternoon me and kurt's gonna get together and we're gonna finally knock out point guard since it is basketball season but we're gonna the top supposed to be the top 10 point guards in nba history and i quit on the list because i got to a point where i was having trouble with the list and it basically slowed down we, we, we had so many ties, honorable mention ties and everything, on a point guard list when we never should have. 
Uh, so then I told Kurt, maybe we ought to roll to the top 25 point guards. So I don't know if I'm going to trim the list down, go through it one more time, or if we're just going to do top 25. But it's hard because, they're, you know, you, how do you factor in? Do you just go by stats? Do you go by championships? Do you go by contributions to the game? And it, it, it's all opinion-based. You know, that's the best thing about sports debates and sports, but it's a lot of it's opinion-based unless you're doing a, a biopic episode. But uh, anyways, I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to get that done. Uh, a couple other episodes me and Kurt got coming in the works. We do a lot of World Series episodes. That seems to be our our uh, biggest crowd pleaser is uh, when we do World Series episodes. Everybody really loves hearing those. Um, I'd like to continue our three-part series on uh, what I call government overreach. We did the Ruby Ridge episode. I'd like to follow that up with uh, three events that are related, which the next in chronological order would be uh, David Koresh and the Branch Davidians of Waco 93, and then following it up with Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols, Oklahoma City, bombing the James P. Murrah Building 1995. So that's coming up in the works. Uh, And eventually, Kurt and I are going to get meat taters, uh, which is something we've Every sports podcast eventually does, especially if they talk baseball. They, they do the steroids in baseball issue. That'll be fun. And then I want to do a, a, a look back at Pete Rose, kind of. And so I've uh, got a lot going. But then, then to, to sidebar from that to what I had mentioned the last time I was here at the laundromat recording is that I've got many other podcasts set to launch sometime this year. There's going to be a relaunch of the wrestling podcast you know, I had the one, we did the first episode of Wrestling Through the Airs, but me and the guys could never make schedules mesh, and uh, I deleted all the episodes off of social media and everywhere. I have the episodes saved. If we ever try to, to do this one again, I can go back and upload it again. But for right now, that's on hold, so I'm going to look to start another pro wrestling podcast. Uh, I'm going to be starting an outdoors podcast about trapping, hunting, fishing, uh a lot of it based on coyotes with uh, two of my, my buddies I go coyote hunting with. There's that. And then we're going to be looking at doing a, uh, a a Freemasonry podcast with a guy I'm in lodge with. And then the, the biggest one I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of study material and done a lot of research on. I really want to get involved in is a true crime podcast. I put feelers out to, to several different people. I've all kind of got maybes. Uh, one has shown interest, but she said it would be later in the year, and that one will be covering, you know, disappearances, murders, arson, bank robberies, serial killers in depth, uh, the True Crime Podcast. I'm super, super excited about that. So... And then other than that, guys, that's that's pretty much all I've got. I don't really have a lot else going on, not a lot else to talk about. So I just wanted to hop on, say hi, and ramble a little bit about what was going on in my head, especially Crockett Cup, man. Like I said, night one last night, man, I'm on a high. Crockett Cup last night was absolutely amazing. Cannot wait for night two. Uh, Going to get my laundry done, get home. Pre-show starts at 7. Pay-per-view kicks off at 8. Uh, cannot wait. Looking forward to it. And uh, for everything else, uh, Kurt's not here, obviously. 
But uh, I'd like to thank the people that support Steel Toes and Scoreboards. We are a small-time podcast. And uh, downloads keep picking up every week. We get a little more traction. I don't know who's listening, to be honest. And uh, I shouldn't damn my own product. I don't know why you listen. I still think it's because people out there are like, listen to these dumb fucks talk. But I want to thank each and every one of you. I want to thank the few people that reach out. And when I say reach out, I mean message-wise or email-wise. I get a couple of those. People that know us that are local give a thumbs up or like, hey, good episode. But as far as actual reaching out, comment, and I've only had a few people reach out that know me, that live away from here, that's not local, or people message our uh, Steel Toes and Scoreboards Twitter account or our Facebook page. And I'd like to thank the people that do. You guys are what keep us going. Uh, I get down on myself sometimes, and I don't recur. And then and then this 51-year-old man who never would have dreamed he'd ever be about podcasting is pushing me like, when are we going to get back on the mic, man? Let's get back on the mic. Let's get back on the mic. Kurt's pushing me. Kurt's loving it. Of course, Kurt has the easiest job in the world. I'm the one that has to put all the research together. Kurt has one simple job. He watches film study on anything we're going to talk about and he'll read an article or two that's not very long so he's got something to contribute whereas I'm the one putting in all the notes printing in all the notes I'm the one that post-products these episodes but uh, regardless people seem to like what we do and uh, I can't thank you enough I really want to thank you guys for that so uh, thank you guys for this bonus episode The Laundromat Chronicles number 2 Uh, For Kirk Kelly, I'm Jared Atkins, and we will see you guys uh, very soon when we do our uh, next episode. Thanks.